Welcome to episode 117 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode 117 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Lars. How you going, mate? I'm pretty good. You're actually, well, what? Put, put your radio voice back on. <laughs> the radio voice? We're talking about how my daughter gives me shit because I use my radio voice in the intro. <laughs> it's just not good enough. Um, we're actually in, where are we, John? Tell me more. We're in Rote and we're staying at Christine White's place. We're doing the podcast from there. So. In their lounge, they've got a beautiful lounge, they've got a bit of red happening, a bit of white, and it's open space living. Um, just just been renovating, they moved in in Easter. Oh, really? They've done a good job, I like yeah. it. So our uh, Man Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com For your world's best coffee, and honestly the boys at Camp Kiakaha, they were loving it, weren't they? They were loving it. I was going downtown. Trybuys.com Now Trybuys.com, they've got a special, we had the special a few weeks ago, the 15% off to the end of June, we, we only really had it on for one day, yeah. and they got so many emails from people asking if they could extend it, and because they are the great guys that they are, they've extended it through to the end of July. I think so, yep, and the code is John Bev. J-O-H-N-B-E-V. With the love, it could be Bev John. Mm. <laughs> and lastly... Athlinks.com. Oh, your social networking for endurance athletes and for all your results and tracking and social needs. So this week, it's a pretty of an interesting show this week. We've got a few things happening. We've got our big news from last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's coming up this week? We've got Website of the Week. Are we doing Website of the Week? Yep. Oh, we are. I'll show you this. You're going to love it. I'm, I'm pretty excited. We're going to talk a little bit of a wrap-up of Camp Kiakaha. Uh, what else are we going to do there? We've got, we've got two interviews. We've got two interviews. One with who? Say his uh, name properly. Tio Bjorn nice. And Pete Jacobs from Australia. So the easy one. Yeah, they're about 15 minutes each, so we'll chuck them in the second half of the show. No questions. No questions and answers. Okay, so first of all, last weekend we had a huge race, probably the second most important race of the year for an Ironman athlete or community, uh, and that was Ironman Germany. Jombo, tell me more. It was a big day. Unfortunately, I didn't actually get to see the coverage because I was travelling and you were probably bloody running up and down streets with bulls. No, no, we hadn't actually done that yet. We'd done... um, we were, we were in some little place in the middle of nowhere. We got to pull over on the internet and yeah. have a look for five minutes. But anyway, it was billed as the big race and it, um, it delivered. It was, and I mean, we, we're just looking at it from the results point of view and just reading the articles, but it really looked like a fascinating race. Yep. Um, Ferris Olsaltam was leading, out of the, leading with some other guys out of the swim and then he really tried to put the smack down on the bike and I think he broke away from Macker and that and just tried to hammer it, ended up DNFing. Um, Chris McCormick, did it in style, 7.59.55, running shoulder to shoulder with Nico Lanos for most of the run. Now, this could be a pretty breakthrough race for Nico, eh? Because sure, he's done well in Hawaii. He's got sixth or fifth, hasn't he? Yeah. So he's, he's obviously a bloody good athlete, and he got second here in Rote last year. But to be that close to Maka for, you know, he only broke away seven Ks ago, didn't he? So yeah. And it's it, pretty huge. It was only a minute in it. So, you know, he's probably a bit disappointed. Eight hours and 49 seconds. Probably a bit disappointed he didn't go under eight. Yeah. But, um, yeah, wow. fantastic performance. Um, and Although, did he go under eight in Rote last year? Don't know. I don't think he did. Okay, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I've been wrong before. But the story of the no, day. No, you, you never. We got Melinda next to us. She would, she would agree with me. Never, <laughs> never wrong. But it's the, the, one of the things with Ironman, you know, it's, it's such a long race. Um, the swim, we often say, oh, it doesn't really mean much for guys like us and for yeah. most of you listeners. But for 
um, some of the pro athletes, you know, you can't win the race in the swim, but you certainly can lose it. Uh, yeah. And Timo Brankton and Cameron Brown basically lost the race in the swim. They were um, two and a half minutes down after the swim, and it was game over. The, they rode by themselves. The, 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 bloody, the train had left, and they, they'd missed it. They had not validated their tickets. So was it a bad day for someone like Brownie, or was he just not that level of swimmer? He's not quite that level of swimmer. He can often hang on, but yeah. he's not quite as good as those guys. And um, I read a little thing that he wrote and said that he was behind two guys. They dropped off the back of the pack, uh, and he's not the kind of swimmer can who swim can around swim and around catch and catch back up. Uh, so uh, I saw it the before I left um, Pyrenees Multisport. I had a quick look and see what was going on, and I could see that Brownie had lost two and a half minutes after the swim, and I said, that's game over. So. Yeah. To their credit, though, Timo Brandt and Cameron Brown came back and got third and fourth. So Timo Brandt had the fastest run split of the day, 2.42. Nice. And Brownie ran basically the same time as Macker and Nico Lanos. So, yeah, you've got to say it was still a good result for Brownie. It was fastest result, fastest time ever, 8.08. Yep. Um, but, you know, the other guys got away in the swim. And um, it would have been fascinating if all four of them had gone into the run going shoulder to shoulder, though. Oh, we really miss that in this sport, don't we? Yeah. We really need someone like that. Okay, so what happened to Sedler? Well, it, he's bizarre, man. It, apparently, <laughs> Mr. Bizarre, he, he's just—he was a bit, had a bit, a bit sick earlier in the week or something and didn't race. And it's always—he's like either hundred percent on or completely off. You yeah. Know? In Kona, there's always a problem. You know, or he, he gets it. a puncher or he gets sick or and he he's emotionally sick. unstable. Do you think, John? Uh, it seems that way. <laughs> and he's not the most popular guy over here in Germany. Really? Uh, yeah. He's oh, not, isn't he? He's not the popular athlete. Why not? Um, he just says some stupid things in the press and he does things like this where he. Sure, he might have been sick, but you know that's, yeah, that's yeah. often the sign of the champion athlete is when at least go out there and have yeah, a go. they're not they're not feeling great. They go out there and they give it a give it. Well, a they're little. gonna play a bit of devil's advocate. He may have been quite sick. He may. Have we been. don't know. So. But it's happened more than happened yeah. several times. Okay. So shame he didn't turn up, and it's a shame that Farris blew up, or, or whether there was anything wrong with him, I'm not sure. But he, he certainly took it to Macca, so give him credit for that. Mm. But um, couldn't couldn't sustain it. And so the big news of the day, really, the men's race was pretty entertaining. But Chrissy Wellington, this woman. It's phenomenal. Machine. I think she finished 13th overall, maybe. Um, yeah. Absolute machine. The swim here did look like it could have been a bit on the short side. Okay. Um, so there seemed to be some very quick swim times. But on the flip side of that, apparently the bike was two kilometres long. So that's oh, really? Cer- certainly. Or one Evened it out, yeah. Evens it out. So Chrissy Welling, 48-minute swim, 4.57, and then a 3.01 for an 8.51.24, which is the second fastest time in history for a female over on and you were saying I didn't actually see this but apparently she was like high-fiving yeah like apparently she may have even known she could have got the record and she didn't seem to bother just chilled out and enjoyed the moment so incredible and so 26 so minute victory over Nicole Leader who's a good athlete you know she's <laughs> 26 50. minutes so like are we at a point where we're seeing one of the legends you know like 10 years from now she would have won like Kona you know well, huge amount of time. We can maybe and, talk about that a bit later when we go through the, the top 10 women of all time, but she's certainly got the making of that, but yeah. you know, she'll need to carry it on. Um, bloody Ironman Live, what's going on here? They're giving you updates of the race, 17 <laughs> hours. <laughs> Finished on Sunday. <laughs> but she's at the stage where she could certainly, you know, if you looked at her, she'd be like Tiger Woods after a year and a half. Yeah. He's pretty much won, winning everything already. Potentially, but, but could be the super, you know. Yeah. yeah, and so it's in her hands, really. So she just, It's nice, it is nice, because... Our sport hasn't had female or... Oh, I suppose we've had... Um, there have been some. But, no, we've um, had... Um, what's this? Um, Fraser yeah. and, and um, Aaron Badman. Badman. I mean, more Badman. in recent times, Badman's been the only person who's been consistently both both sexes. Yeah. Oh, maybe Peter Reid. 
But, you know, like, to win it six times, you know, Bateman's the only person who's been like that in the recent times. So to have someone like Chrissy come through, mm. I think is good for our sport. So Chrissy first, Nicole Leader second, Winky... No, I think you've... Uh, you've lost it, mate. I've lost it. Um, it was all about Chrissy Wellington anyway. Who cares <laughs> about third? She's like half an hour behind. <laughs> so, outstanding performance. <laughs> uh, we'll wait and see what she does in Kona, you know. But that's the thing. She did the same thing in Kona where she chilled out at the end and didn't race the finish and she was very close to the record. So, man, it is going to be interesting to see what she can do. Well, it's fascinating because, like, okay, she's new to the sport. Imagine what another five years of training and racing behind her. Yeah. So She'll be beating the boys. Exactly. Well, she be, you wouldn't right? like that, would you? <laughs> I'll be checking races. Where's she entering? Okay, I'm not doing that one. <laughs> uh, do we have any other news? Uh, we did have one other piece of news. Just one quick thing. The Moravian man, which is in the Czech Republic. Oh, the big man took it out. And oh, did he? Let me, he's, he's done uh, how many Ironmans this year? I can't, he said he'd done three races or... In the past three weekends, he's done a Ironman. He's also done a half Ironman, and he's done a sprint distance race. He's done another Ironman, and I think this weekend he's doing another Ironman. He may even be racing here. I'm not quite sure, but he's doing one somewhere. So he took that out, the uh, Moveria Man. If you want to check out more details on that, you can go to k226.com. This weekend is a monster weekend for racing. It's a monster weekend. Why is it a monster weekend? We've got uh, Rote, which Bevan and I are doing, Ironman Switzerland, Ironman Austria, and also found that there is an iron distance race in the UK, the Forest Man, which is being held in the New Forest. But the only one that we really care about is Challenge Rote. Rote. And to be honest, I look at the Switzerland race and the Austria race, and after watching, well, looking at Frankfurt and the field for Rote this year, I just don't get so excited about those other two races because... Rote's got a fantastic field. Frankfurt had a fantastic field. When you look at Switzerland and Austria, there's just you know a handful of guys. They're still good, but it's not the big rock stars. Um, so Rote this weekend is going to be a big day at the office on the guys' side of things. Um, so just wait a second. So with that, do you think it kind of proves that the sport's becoming more age group focused? Hi, Tom. There's Tom over there. <laughs> hey, Tom. Tom's got out of bed. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, what was the question? Our sport's more age group focused. It is, but I, I keep going back to because you know, like obviously those races are still important to the age groupers. You know, like oh, yeah. you know the boys who are on Camp Kickout doing those races. It's a big race for them, and it's great. Sell out Germany, sold out, and I'm sure they're great hours. races. You know what I mean? Like it's you know the experience for the age grouper is amazing, but mm. you know I mean I don't care if the pros aren't exactly, but yeah, but for whereas you look at somewhere like Bro, you know, look at the profile. It's such a big profile. That's we're not even on there. Oh no! Um, Disappointing. Yeah, no. I just I keep harping back to the you know, whether they can set up a, a, a big fourth series where you know you got four big races around the world like the majors because I guess it's kind of already starting to happen a bit. You know, you got Kona, you got Rote, and you got Frankfurt, which are really are the big three. Yeah. Um, but it'd be good to see another. But even Rote and Frankfurt are too close to each other for yeah. it to be. You know. So no, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But Austria and Switzerland are supposed to be fantastic races, but it doesn't draw people to watch it online. So I think they're probably missing a mar- marketing potential there. The Germans do love the, ch- the, the, the iron distance racing. So the guy I'm staying with, a guy called Roland. Mm. Um, one thing you notice about this year is they love triathlon eh? mm. in this, in this oh, part yeah. of the world. And um, oh, there's Thomas, see you here. And um, what was it saying? They have the whole Ironman Germany on TV all day. Yeah, all day. Perfect. Yeah. All day. Imagine that. It's incredible. Oh, I've got big mu- big money behind that race, but all day on yeah. national TV. It's fantastic. That is awesome, eh? Okay, so Profield. Profield. 
everybody's going to be very interested to see how Chris McCormick goes. Yeah. Who knows? I think. Um, I don't think he'll win, yep. but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's, yep. he's one of those guys. If, if anybody could pull it off, he could pull it off. Yep. Um, Chorbjorn Sinbale. He's got to go on um, favourite, doesn't he? We talked to talked to him earlier, and yeah, he's, or later, later. <laughs> he, you know, third in Kona. Said he's not quite run fit, but if he gets a big enough lead and if he can run a three-hour marathon, it might be enough to, to hang on. You know, yep. if he sets a bike course record, he may have ten-minute lead. Um, some of my picks, I think um, Stefan Vukovic will do very, very well. Um, I would, exp- I, I reckon he might be on the podium. You've got Pete Jacobs, second, third last year. Hal Regal, you don't know what sort of game Pete, he's. We've got Pete on the show pretty soon too. Yeah, Raynard Tissink's been an Ironman winner, top guy in, in Kona. Kieran Doe. Kieran Doe was third, third, second last year. Yeah, second yeah. last year. No, no. This is the year before. Was it? He yeah. Got, yeah, and he got third, didn't he? Patrick Vianney, he's won Ironman Australia, yep. top 10 in Kona. Francois Chabot, Olaf won, Olaf Chabustis won um, Was it Brazil, Brazil uh, yeah. and China, I think. So you got, and he didn't win Brazil, he's won Brazil, but he won China. Yeah. So many guys. Didn't he race not so long ago? It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. but then um, people like Sebastian Berlier, he's a top French guy. Francois Chabot, who um, Chorborn talks about. And then just got then you've sort of got the guys that are maybe a slightly next tier down guys like Luke Dragster, Chris McDonald, Marcus Foster. It's just yeah. it's a very deep field. And you know I'm I'm thinking about well I'm hoping to go around the eight forty five mark. That's going to be somewhere around twentieth. Yeah, you know, somewhere crazy. Probably eh? not in the top twenty. So it's, it's so whereas when I did New Zealand, I got one of my age group. I did nine 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 nineteen, and I got twentieth or twenty first. Yeah, yeah. So it's a very first fast day. But equally, the girls' field is fantastic. Maybe not quite as deep, but you got some big names here yeah. with um, Yvonne Van Klerken, who won the race. Klerken, Merken. She won the race last year in eight fifty two was it or something like that yeah it was it was pretty fast yeah Belinda Granger we all know about her Erica Cosmo has been on fire this year Keat, she was like six or something in Kona Leander Cave she's been a former world short course champion um Gina Ferguson's won Gina, an Ironman she's won Ironman won Challenge Wanaka Charlotte Paul I think nearly broke I think she did break nine hours in uh, Miss Consistency or Hilary Biscay yeah so women's race is going to be fantastic as well and I don't think we've seen a women's field this close um, so far this year so uh, it's going to be wicked racing uh, it's interesting that it draws so many pros because it only pays nine deep yeah it, you know I'm not sure what the prize money is but I'm sure it's good prize money but it is interesting that it only draws you know like it draws so many pros it's, yeah. it, maybe it's just a prestige in history for a lot of those names that we were reading out there a lot of them, the guys are German um, yeah. and it's a prestigious race in Germany they'll get paid by their sponsors to do the race yeah. they may get appearance money um, and, but it's big for their sponsors yeah, so okay. they're expected to come and do it Okay, so we've also got Ironman Switzerland, triathlon 2008. Yeah, we'll quickly whip through there. We've got uh, Ronnie Schildnick, who won last year. He'll be challenged by Matthias Hecht. Um, Peter Vabrusik is there and Stefan Ryson. So, yeah, like Check. I said, um, not a massive field there on the girls' side of things. We've got, as we wait for the internet, here we go. Rebecca Preston, she should be pretty untroubled um, with that one. She, I think she won last year. She certainly won a few Ironmans last year, and she's going to be uh, challenged by Sybil Matter and Tara. Oh, nice. Tara could take her on the bike. There's a few, few climbs in that Switzerland course. Yep. It's fast, but, but you've got a few climbs in there. So interesting. Well, Tara. Good luck, Tara. Okay, who else we got? And where is my Austria one? Austria. On the guy's side of things, actually, I actually think I wrote this down on my piece of paper. He's got a, he's, he's done his piece. He's got a piece of paper. Here we go. Here's a piece of paper, John. Oh, is that a piece of paper, John? A piece of paper. 
And the guy, the guy still thinks we have. Uh, Jeez, you have done your peas, haven't you? I know, I oh, I'm impressed, mate. I wasn't sure if we were going to have internet access. Okay. Um, we've got Marino Van Honecker who should take that one. I would imagine he's you know top ten guy in Kona, uh, and he won there the last two years. Stephen Bayliss will be it's interesting to see how he rocks up after that really good performance that he had in South Africa. Name to watch. He might hammer the bike as a guy who used to race in France. So I didn't really race him. He used to be in the same race but Canis uh, Charlie Loiswell a French guy who will drill the bike the girls side of things could be pretty interesting with um, Bella Comerford yep. taking on Edith Niederfringer they seem Ooh. to turn up at every race they do, they? and yeah. they're often very very close one other thing um, that I read about Austria is Mark Herrimans is going to try to set a new world record for, on the, the pushing for the um, the hand bike and the wow. um, without legs race so that'll be Interesting to see how that goes. Good times. Okay, so we had a discussion of the week a few weeks ago, and we haven't had a chance to do it, but um, the discussion of the week was the top 10 Iron Woman of all time. Now, it's been really fascinating, because we had it up for two weeks, and after the first week, we only had two. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. So, so which, which to me shows, A, that I'm not the only ignorant person in the sport, <laughs> and B, that... Um, well, maybe we don't know the history of our sport that well. But people came through a bit this week. Yeah, they do. And it was interesting. So I went around to well, the person I'm saying, Roland. So they love triathlon. They brought out one of the old Iron Man rope books last night. Oh, yeah. And he showed me all the athletes and all the old fashion and stuff. And like I knew the names, but I couldn't pick them. You know, I don't have that history. And it was really interesting just looking back. Because he'd been passionate about it for years. And it was mm. interesting just being in that experience. Most of the great athletes would have come here to race, I would say. Especially, you know, in those early days, there weren't that many Ironman races. You know, you had New Zealand, yep, Japan, Japan um, Kona, Australia. And Germany, was, for a long time, there weren't many iron distance races in Europe. So, uh-huh. you know, like in the UK, they had their first Ironman there. Three or four years ago, wasn't it? Oh, mate, yeah, mate. It was in, into 2000. It wasn't yeah. before 2000. So, yeah, no, Rote has got a lot of history and a lot of prestige about it. So, a lot of the names that came up were pretty pretty similar and pretty easy to pick. I had a couple others in there, and we can maybe talk about some of the posts some of you guys had. Pretty much everybody had Paul Newby Fraser um, as number one, and you can't really dispute that. She no. won Kona so many times. Eight times. Um, and she was very dominant at other races well, around the world and broke the world record she, she was a pioneer wasn't she yeah yeah. but Kona was her thing Erin yeah. Baker was my number two and if you take Kona out of the equation her and Paula had some, some great jewels but Paula Newby Fraser was better in Kona so why just better in the heat yeah I think so I mean she was um, raised she was actually raised in Zimbabwe she yeah. raced for Zimbabwe for a long time and I guess maybe she just adapted to the heat but better um, she's a pretty slight little slight um, lady Erin's a bit uh, not chunky or fat or anything but she was a, yeah, a bit a stocky, more of a, a stocky yeah. a normal sized person okay um, good question why have you put Erin in front of Bedman Erin uh, was a more versatile athlete and uh, she won at I mean I guess we are talking about Ironman here but Erin won uh, sprint distance Olympic distance duathlon triathlon um, Nice um, Hawaii she won everything yeah. um, and, and her times were fantastic and she was an all round athlete so yeah that's why I put her there okay. so I had Natasha Badman in third um, purely because she's had multiple Kona titles she also started very late in her career she didn't really start triathlons uh, iron racing until she was about 30 yeah for, for, for a few years there man she's just dominant was yeah. Like, yeah you wouldn't do a high five on who's going to get first place she's yeah. going to cream it and yeah. she did she put in some great runs you know when she ran down McKaylee Jones the year first year McKaylee Jones did it it was just an awesome effort um, and that was with a four minute drafting penalty because I remember yeah. she came off the bike with me and everybody was cheering and I was going why are they cheering for me yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm a long way back here, and then she came, 
she came storming past me and I thought, I'm, I, I can't remember the times. I think I was going to try to run seven-minute miles. I think that's what it was. I'm not good in my miles. And I looked at my watch at the first mile and I'd run like a 6.40 or 6.45 and she'd just smoked me. So I was very impressed with that. And one that a lot of people um, will have on their list now is Chrissy Wellington. So I put in her in at number four purely because she's had four Ironman starts, four wins, records galore yep. and uh, she's just name a, of the future yeah she's just so okay you keep going uh, the, one had, of the Puntos five I had Sylvian Puntos she won Kona twice she was also placed there many many times either second or third or, or somewhere in the top five okay. so she was one of the you know the pioneers in, her the, and in the, the 80s yeah. and the early 90s so I didn't actually follow her career but she's a name that you know yep. should be given some kudos I had McKaylee Jones in there, and I was sort of going, mm. she's only done a couple of Ironmans, but she has won Kona, and okay. she has been second. Uh, then I had Laurie Bowden in there. She's been really consistent in Kona, and also won Australia several times, and won Canada plenty of times. And she was just a, a terrible swimmer, very good on the bike, and then incredible on the run. I'm not sure if she has the, the run course record in Kona or not, but she's, uh, she's fast. Fernanda Keller. Chrissy does, doesn't she? No, yeah, Chrissy she probably does, but yeah. I think Laurie had it at some stage. Mm. Fernanda Keller I had in there, she's never won Kona, but she's a number of times she's been in the top five or top ten for, for so many years. You know, she's still right up there and she won Ironman Brazil. So I had her in there and just because she's a bit of a legend of the sport. And other people put in their posts that because she, she's so hot they wanted to have her in the top ten as well. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair uh, And then this is one I just put in there because she was the first female. Because you're running out of people. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted first female ever to finish in Kona in 1979 was Lynn Lemaire. Nice. Nice work. And 10, I was kind of having some some difficulties with 10, but I put Heather Fuhr in at 10th place. She's won Kona, and she's won a, a gazillion other Ironman races. Great runner. Gazillion? Yeah, gazillion. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Great runner, reasonable biker, um, weeks from her, but she's won Kona and, uh, and won a lot of other races. So that was my top 10. A lot of other people had very similar names um, yeah. in there. You know, the top five were pretty easy. Some other names that came up, Karen Smyers, some people had in there. She won Kona yeah. um, either once or twice. She had the Excellent, infamous. She? Yeah, but she had the infamous. I think she won it the year when Paul and Ebi Fraser um, sat down on the pavement and oh. uh, and just crumbled. You know, like within correct a hundred couple hundred meters of the line. Oh really? I didn't yeah. know that. Oh no, one year she came in and she was winning miles in front and just fell over and really? could, could not get up. She tried to get up, just fell over again. She sat there for. 15 20 minutes really? um, people were just pouring water over her and she just couldn't go on she finally got up and walked across the line she was still like in fifth place or something wow. so i think karen but karen smiles definitely won it once maybe twice so people had her in there some people had some of the new newer guys coming through like um joe lawn belinda yep. granger yep. i don't quite think they've reached legendary status definitely outside of hawaii they've been consistent but uh, yeah i suppose to be in the top 10 you've got to maybe you've got a hawaii in there um Towel had a great post there. Bevan runs like a girl, so I'm putting her at <laughs> number nine. Hey, running's not too bad. I swim like a girl, but I'm not going to run it. Other names that popped in there, um, Ross um, Piet, had, uh, he had Sam McGlone in there, and yeah. Lisa Bentley. Yeah. So she, she's won a lot of Ironman races. Yeah, Lisa Bentley, yeah. Um, top finish in Kona was third, and before that she hadn't performed that well in Kona, I don't think. Yeah. Um, Mick Carter had a really good post there. He explained all his choices and why. Yep. Um, he had Julie Moss in Yeah, there. which is a fair comment. Yeah, yep. made without, the sport. Without her, we wouldn't have got the coverage that we would have in the, the early years. 
Well, it kind of made the sport really, didn't it? Mm, hmm. What else have we got on there? I, I, I think, go back to your list because I'm going to do a top 10 right now. I've put no thought into this, done no peas. But I actually think you're pretty much right with your top five. I think maybe I would have had um, Chrissy a little bit further down. Mm. I think she's still a little bit early. I think she will be up there, but I don't think she's quite there yet. Um, and I think I would have had Laurie in front of Michelle. I would have hit Laurie higher. Yeah. Yeah, I would have made her That would have been a fair call. Yeah. I would have been accepting of that. Mm. And I think, wouldn't it be awesome if you have a race for all of them in their peak? Yeah. The ultimate race. Yeah. Uh, imagine that, where you get them all on their best day. Yeah. That'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Awesome. Okay, so, so this week we're going to do the, we're not having the competition because we just didn't really get time to coordinate it, but you're basically going to have who's going to take out the race and by what time. So you're going to do a prediction. Prediction. And the gap. Yeah. And, yeah. and we give a price to somebody who wins? Yeah, we'll give a prize. I will get something for a prize yeah. for somebody yeah. who wins. Okay. So you've got to predict who's going to win and how much they're going to win by. So A, you've got to get the winner. And then B, you've got to predict how much they win by. The person who gets the closest time with the right person wins the car. Mm. John's that's, car. That's you right. got, you got a new car recently. That's right. What did you do with your old one? I've still got the See, old one. See, you win John's old car. Um, and the hot topic of the week is brought to you by artoftry.com. Oh, great. Uh, Go to Art of Try. Maybe we'll hook you up a free t-shirt. We should be able to manage that. Yeah, we'll hook you up a free Art of Try t-shirt. I've got the new retro t-shirts coming out. Um, I think the code's still working. I'm not 100% sure, but if, you, if it doesn't work, just email um, Toby, who's the guy from Art of Try, and he'll sort that out. But use the code IMT78. Come on on right now, mate. Yes, on. Nice looking work. pretty hot. You're looking so hot right now. So hot right now. Uh, so go to artoftry.com. Code is IMT78. They've got new retro t-shirts coming out that are looking pretty cool. They've got the hoodies. Everybody loves the hoodies. Fashion. Fashion. Uh, and t-shirts galore. Long sleeve, short sleeve. Yep. Um, and they are so fashion. hot right now. Yeah. So I, was, I was wearing mine yesterday. I've got the nice light blue long uh, sleeve. John. And you've got your haircut. John's got his haircut for the race. You see, that's, you know, that's why he's got to take me out, I think. He's got the aerodynamic hair. Shaves off. his legs. Oh, you're waxing no, or you're shaving? It's coming off tonight. Oh, mate. So I've got I've got the mully back, haven't I? Yeah. I've got the mully growing back. I've got my hairy legs. Uh, Maybe I should wax. I'm almost contemplating doing the race in Speedos. Oh, really? Going old school. Because I'm thinking, this is my last Ironman. I'm going to go out and maybe go old school. I used to go old school. Yeah. But yeah, people say you get rash. Yeah, I never did 180 old school. Um, Would you get wicked rash? No, not at all. Just vass up, eh? Yeah, vass up. I might buy some make race sure you Speedos. Don't slip off the seat and make sure the seat doesn't go. Mate, do you, do you wax around that area because you don't want to hear it? No, no. I you can... let the hair come out, do you? No, I, I probably shave that area. Do because, you? Um, you know, you know, if people, if people are getting the wax around there, their hands are around that area, and that could be exciting. Never Depends know, who's doing it. You never know what could happen, you know. <laughs> so you did, you did chat around that area when you're yeah. doing it. Oh, yeah. See, I've never see. This is what you don't know. We haven't done the speedo race. That's right. I'm thinking, boys and girls, I may be doing the speedo, oh, shaving so that area this week. The, you've always got the option of doing it on the run. So what can, waxing on the run? No. Shaving on the run. You just you can wear your bike shorts on the bike, and then you speed, speedo the run. That's always a good look. Oh, but I want to be like Al Sultan. Yeah. he wears like a bandana as well, doesn't he? Or a headband. Yeah. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Do it. I'm doing it. Game yeah. on. Okay, so we're gonna, I'm going to put some music on. We're gonna, this is going to be a long show, John. Oh, we'll do the website next week then. No, no, we'll be right. Okay. Yeah, because I missed the day. We're late. Okay. This is the first time in Iron Man Talk history we've been late. Right. Let me, okay, let so me pull this up. I'm going to put some music on. Here we go. Website of the week. And I don't actually know what the website of the week this is, but you told me it's bloody great, so I'm pretty excited, John. It's a site that most people would have been to. Um, it's just Google Maps. Ma- oh, well, Maps. <laughs> I've been to. Maps.google.com. 
but I was. Uh, do you realise they keep all your searches? So never do bad searches on there. Okay. <laughs> um, Ian from Pyrenees Multisport, and by the way, Pyrenees Multisport. If you oh. ever need to do any training camps, we'll talk about them. We're going to do a yeah. bit of camp care car rap. But uh, how's he, the rap go? <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, he. He just told me about this. So it's something new they've added, um, and it's. I think this is pretty well known in, in the states. But you turn your phone off. It's not my phone. So your phone, okay. It, it was my phone actually because the, the home stays are so great and wrote no, no, they, they gave me a phone so I can use here they, are, they honestly come to Rote team anyway okay so. go to Google Maps find somewhere in France on the Tour de France just yep. type in one of the main coals I don't know have you ever looked at the street view before yeah yeah great so eh? they've yeah. basically gone around and they've videoed the whole yeah, they take photos of everything. everything. There's a bit of controversy behind it because what happens is they take photos and like like in America, some guy was going outside a pawn shop oh. <laughs> like stuff really? like that, yeah. But this is cool, man. I mean, if you remember, we were here just yep. uh, a few days ago on top oh, of the I cold remember it fondly. It's just cool. Uh, some of you guys, like I said, may have done it. But and it's the, like a 360, isn't it? 360, and there's a big statue we got taken photos. Photo. So if you are watching the Tour de France this year and you're interested in looking at some of the scenery or anything like that, if you're following it online... You can go on here, there's 360 views um, of everything, and I just thought it was really cool. Yeah. And I know a lot of people know about it, but some people won't. Yeah, it's, it's really cool, especially if you actually want to do a ride or you plan on going somewhere and you get an idea of where you are. When you're overseas, it's really great because you can look for a landmark. Yeah. So let's say you want to find some place to go, um, and you know, you look at the map suite, but if you can see a building on there that's specific, it definitely helps. That's when we did the run from Pyrenees Multisport, there was that intersection where some people were a bit confused. Yeah, you know, drove confused. past there. Yeah. And so now Ian can say, right, this is the intersection. You come and look at the computer yeah. and you go down this street here. Yeah. So it's fantastic. Yeah. So if you're organising a training camp or something, it's uh, be a really good tool. So maps go at google.com, yeah. whatever. Cracking website, the way. Cracking website. Okay, then. Camp Care Car, we want to wrap up? Or do you want to do that after the interviews? No, we'll do Camp Care Car. Okay. Bevan and John's uh, European adventure in Camp Care Car, brought to you by High Five. Yep. Your sports nutrition, if you're in New Zealand, um, go to highfive.com. No, fifthelement.co.nz or go to highfive.co.uk overseas. uh, Overseas um, listeners. Blue 70 for your best wetsuit, apparel and goggles. Yep. Coffees of Hawaii because we love them. Love it. Gliding on, we talked about that. That is the breaking down of your swim stroke um, into a four-week program. If you want to get a copy of that, and it's something I'd highly recommend, go to stridingon.com. You can order striding on or gliding on there. And finally, we're all smelling fantastic. Everybody went on the camp because they are been using Alvin Connor products. I actually used it this morning. Alvinconnor.com. I've been using it a lot because in New Zealand, you don't tend to sweat that way. You you do because you're working. I'll generally train and sweat and then I'll have a shower and then I'll be training later on. But over here, you sweat so much during the day because it's so bloody hot. So I've been using it heaps and you just... It really is great, eh? You do not smell. So you don't have a perfumey smell, but you just don't smell. So it's good stuff. So support our sponsors. They're fantastic nice. people. We've got lots of sponsors on the show this week, but it's all good. So, okay, so Camp Kikar. Where do we wrap up? We, we've done the, our big ride over the Cold of Tourmalay. Yeah. Uh, and, then and then the, on the, the Monday we did... Uh, no, we've done Games Night. Light, we've uh, done Games Night. and it was, We've had a couple more days to go. And then we had uh, we did an Olympic distance simulation yep. at Ironman Pace. Yep. And by crikey, it was hot. Yeah, it was a hot day, wasn't it? It was really hot. <laughs> especially that run. Roasting. Um, but everybody got through that well. My guy, Coach Alex, the Greek guy from yep. uh, London, he managed to swim 1,500 metres. He's never done that oh, before. Oh, really? So that was quite a breakthrough for him, so that was cool. And uh, no, we had good times, and then everybody departed. On the final day, we did a, 
uh, a nice two-hour loop around a couple of small bit of an accident bit of controversy on Kemp Kierkeha bit of drama oh Glenn got a flat tyre old coming, Ollie went flying over the top coming down a fairly steep descent flat tyre comes to a corner you can't do anything guy behind him over the top yep wasn't times. pretty so we hope you guys have recovered and uh, are getting better no, it was generally. It was, it was a great time. camp. I, like, I had a great time. It was, it was a perfect kind of camp to do this close to a race because, A, it was enough training, you know, without being too much training. We got some good technique stuff in there. It was just so much fun. Mm. We had, like, honestly, we just had the best bunch of guys and we all just had a good time together. Lots of stories to tell. For those who weren't racing, they were able to each day add on a bit more and a mm. few of the boys, you know, like Bainsey and um, who else was it? Richard. Richard would, you know, tend to tag on quite a bit both days. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely loved it. So um, we, we do harp on about Pyrenees Multisport, oh. but it is good because it's bigger, a bit bigger than some of the other training bases over there. You know, you can you can fit I think twenty to twenty five people there, so it's really good if you're trying to organise training camp. You can just go over there. All you've got to worry about is getting there and deciding your schedule. I think the thing that was big for me was that I lost my passport, <laughs> which yeah. has proven to be a right pain in the butt. And uh, you know, it's, it's a stressful time. And Ian and Julie just did everything. Possible to be helpful to me, and you know, and it wasn't just me. You're like, you look at people who do those kind of jobs, it's just amazing, eh? Because mm. it's just giving all the time. And once one person's asked you a question, the next person comes along, and mm. they just seem to be the right people for the job. So, if you're thinking of putting a camp on or something, go to pyrenees.multisport.com and you can't go wrong. Mm. Nice rhyme there. I know. Well, I've said it, that was the rap, the yeah. uh, Cape Kia car rap, right? <laughs> um, okay, so let's round this round. So, first of all, we're going to do um, Tion to Bjorn, Tion Bjorn, Tion Bjorn, Cinderbell, and then I'll put on Cheekback Pete Jacobs back to back straight to it, and let's get into it. So, here they go, right now. Both of them, they're legends. Let's go. So we need to make sure we get the pronunciation right here. I'll give it a go. It's uh, Chorbon Simbali. Is that right? Oh, you're almost there. Almost? Wait, oh, we're going. Almost there. Chorbon Simbali. You're missing the J, guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Torbjorn. Torbjorn. Oh, yeah. Bjorn. That's actually easier, Bjorn. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just like a Bjorn. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Third place finisher at Hawaii Ironman last year. Um, we're coming a bit closer. It's nice and cosy. So we're very, very happy to have him pre-wrote and a bit of a chat about training and, and how to looking forward to the race. So what are your first impressions of uh, Rote? You've been here for very long? No, yeah, we came in yesterday here, but I was here in the spring, mm-hmm. um, like doing a reconnaissance of the courses and, you know, Yes, just seeing the organization and everything. So that was very nice. It's a very, like, very, very nice area. Beautiful, mm-hmm. idyllic. Um, lots of nice, great people and, and everything. So it's a great atmosphere and feeling good here. And why do you choose right? I mean, well, I think it's in Europe, it's a very famous race. It's, it's been on, and I've heard about this race for, for whenever I started triathlon. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely coming here in the spring as well, seeing the courses beautiful mm. and so kind of it's it's always you know i've i've decided that um last year that i wanted to do one of the one of the german ironmans mm-hmm. um yeah. and Roth def- definitely is the one that's appealing the most to me um so yeah that's why i, I went for this one um love the course the world record is also interesting here and and, mm-hmm. and everything so yeah that's why so leading up into this race how you, how's your training been going and everything you feeling good or yeah I feel good now um, the spring has been really troublesome I had a lot of groin issues oh. um, hampering my run 
but that's coming back together now. Uh, I had a good altitude camp in Flagstaff in Arizona oh, uh, for three South. weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a it's nice good. place. Yeah. I haven't. Uh, <laughs> no, but but so I was there. So the swim and bike is really strong. I think the bike. Actually, I just set a personal record at one of my home my laps at home. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So so even though it wasn't training, and normally my PR from a race. So oh, really? that was great. Yeah. Wow. So, so what distance was it over? No, it's like we have a. Uh, it's a very famous circuit just north of Copenhagen called the Bull. Yeah. So it's like uh, it's eleven point six k, and you do two laps. Yeah. Twenty three k. Yeah. So and you smacked it. Yeah. Yeah. I smacked my own record. So that was good, and um, so I feel confident that um, biking is there for sure. Um, so, so your strategy on Sunday is smack yourself, swim, bike. You know, and just hold on to run. Strategy is always to, to to pull off the strongest race. So it will be you know triathlon in three disciplines, and and even though I bike fast, that's because my level is like that and then and, and it will be to do a well-paced effort all the way around yeah um so if i ride fast that's because i have the capacity to do so without hampering my run too much um but definitely the run the run will be the key point for me on sunday that that i'll be able to keep a, a good don't go too fast in the beginning and keep it steady all the way uh that's going to be the thing how do you pace yourself on the bike um you know, I think over the years, it's, it's mostly by feel. Actually, even though I, I have a power meter and I use it, but 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 I rarely actually check it too much during mm. the race. It's it's uh, so it's kind of like it's embedded in my body somehow yeah. <laughs> that I just go that way. Um, but I think I've always been a, a fan of, of trying to race. Uh, pro, you know, even split it. Yeah. Um, most guys go out way too hard <laughs> yeah. and they die. Uh, so, so I've always seen that the best way for me is to even split it and then go that way and, and just, you know, get the fastest from A to B that I can. Um, and, and, uh, that's what I've always done. And that's what I feel inside me. It comes natural. I don't Mm -hmm. feel often. I don't feel that well in the beginning of the bike, but then around 60, 70 K is coming and then I start really rolling. So after Hawaii last year, you know, you got a lot of respect and fair enough for racing a really smart race. Yeah. Now, was that how you always race or had you changed your strategy? And if so, has that influenced the way you race in the future? Um, I think what made Hawaii so different from the other races I've done, the five Ironmans I've done prior to Hawaii was all, it was all very hot and, each time the same thing happened you know i went out on the run and felt good and felt okay i'm at the pace that i need to be yeah uh, but then after an hour i kind of already hit the wall yeah. there which was kind of weird because on half ironman and, and also on like the itu distance 30k running i've been doing fine i've been really well um and running strong as well uh so that's always you know that was bugging me big time and, and that each time i had a hot race i would you know after one hour just overcook and and, and couldn't you know move yeah yeah <laughs> reduce the crawl yeah so so that we really did a lot of work in the lab and, and, and in the field also in hawaii to figure out you know what's happening is it dehydration is it you know is energy going down what is it and we found out it was my core temperature just went too high. Oh, so, really? so basically... Because you're a big unit, aren't you? I'm a big guy, and, yeah. and I, of course, then I, I produce a lot of energy when running. And yeah. specifically in Hawaii conditions where it's very humid, that becomes a big problem for me. Mm. Um, so if you're like 10 kilos lighter than me, it might be not, not a problem. And if you're used to the sun as well, it yeah. might be not a problem. But definitely the combination of, of high core temperature and, and that I'm pretty sensitive to the sun as well, yeah. um, that will that, that kind of affected my race. And I figured that out last year. So that was the, the first time that I've actually been able to do an Ironman that I say, okay, this is a race I can do. Yeah. Um, and that felt really good. So it must have been quite liberating. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was the, the, the mo- I think 
Definitely, it's really good. Of course, being third in the biggest race in the world is, is fantastic. But but for me personally, I think the biggest thing was was overcoming the heat and and finally figuring out how to to work that. And that was a big big step forward. Also because now I know you know last year wasn't 100% of my running coming into Hawaii, and and, and I know that the day I'm I'm at 100% of my running, you know I have a chance to win that race. And great. That was a great feeling. Yeah. Great. So, Apparently people could hear you screaming from the energy lab when you yeah. crossed the line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. So you must be, the conditions here, you must be thinking this is, you know, it's low 20s, it must yeah. be good for you. We'll see if it sticks to the race. Yeah. Um, definitely it's good, but, you know, it's also very humid because there's a lot of rain coming in mm-hmm. uh, from times. And, 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 uh, so we will see uh, on the race, um, but definitely low twenties, a little drizzle won't, yeah. won't hurt me. It will be good for me um, for sure. Um, but we'll see. You know, if it gets hot on race day and then it gets humid, and yeah. then then we have the problem. Um, and, but still, you know, I've kind of figured out, and it's really down to the pacing and the sun for sure is not as strong here as it is in Hawaii. Yeah. So definitely, it will be better here than there. So what's triathlon like in Denmark? Have you got much of a profile? Yeah, it's really it's it's a bit of a paradox actually because we the sport is not that big in Denmark. We we really it's a really small community. Yeah. And, and, but on the other way, we had we have a, a tradition for we have a good national team, a good yeah. organization, a good funding system. So we always had like a strong elite. Mm. Um, and and but but the competitive wise, the sport is really small in Denmark. So. Right. So it's um, so we have a very good system mm-hmm. and it works and we, we, we have a lot of good guys but mm-hmm. still we are such a small country that you know we depend on just you know some talents like me and Rasmus Henning coming mm-hmm. through uh, we might have someone in the pipeline but it's not like a big you know we don't have a big talent squad. Uh, <laughs> Rasmus Henning must be one of the richest triathletes in the world. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. He really pulled it off again here Two recently. In row, yeah. yeah, that was focused for sure for him. And, yeah. And great. Do, do you have high exposure for yourself? Like, are you well known outside of the triathlon? Um, I would say, compared to the size of our sport, we're doing pretty well. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure that both me and Rasmus are some of the individual athletes um, that has probably the most professional setup behind us in Denmark so and, and do attack our sport in, 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 in as a profession mm, and, yeah. and that's that's not that many athletes who, yeah. who are able to do that of course there's a there's there's someone who, who's you know uh, some of the, the one of the young tennis players Colleen yeah. Bosniak yeah. she's coming she's storming into probably hitting the top 10 so yeah. she's a big name now we have yeah. some speedway drivers yeah. badminton yeah. players and stuff that are big and then of course but majority in Denmark is soccer and yeah. handball and yeah. cycling so yeah. those three sports take up like 75% yeah. and then the rest of us can fight for can the fight rest for the so, but, it, but compared to the size of a sport we're doing pretty well okay tough question so <clears throat> looking at the field this weekend you've you probably got to go to a favourite with Mecca racing last weekend yeah. what are you thinking of the field and then what are you thinking about Mecca yeah yeah um, of course, I think that that a guy with Macca's talent, you you can never rule him out. You know, uh, that guy can can probably race and win most races at at, at ninety or eighty percent. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely won't count him out. Yeah. Um, so we will. I will just you know. I, usually, I just you know. I, I I know that you can worry and you can think about what they are going to do so much before the race. Yeah. But but it's really it's uh, for me. I don't use that much energy on it because okay. I know it's, it's on race day it happens and, yeah. and whatever happens we'll see um, but for sure this Macca I think Francesca Chabot has had a really mm-hmm. good spring he did a really good performance down in Challenge France um, so if you can pull something off like that it's definitely going to be 
tough for me to to, to go for the win yep. uh, because my run is a bit low. Um, but hopefully I'll do really good in the swim and bike and, and be up there and, and, and have hopefully a little cushion yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I can that I can take something out of. Um, but then, of course, the German guys, Helrigel and Vukovic, uh, also mm-hmm. both of them seems to be come back this year pretty strong. I know, really? that, I know they've been to Tenerife and, and done <laughs> some of, of Thomas, uh, you know, what he did when Thank he won Hawaii yeah. in the yeah. mid-90s. And, and I don't think he'd been back to Tenerife that much since then uh, so okay. him going back there is a, is a sign that he's, he's coming back <laughs> together is. I think um, and also they've raced pretty well in the spring as well down here in Germany so those are two guys two other guys and of course BJ Jacobs 30 last yeah. year could be another guy getting up there and, and there. so it's going to be a strong field also a strong biker field Kieran Doe is here and yeah, Stefan Liebertrau as well so there's going to be awesome power on that bike it's yeah. going to be fun to watch you were saying at breakfast, we just had a kind of a question and answer thing with everybody at breakfast before, and you're saying that you think you maybe have to get the bike record. Yeah, we'll see. You know, records always depends on the weather. Yeah, true. Uh, and, and, and if the Which is 414, isn't it? Yeah, I think. But, but, but seeing, like, knowing what I can do now, and, 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 and of course, I really don't have a clue because yeah. I've never ridden the course uh, in race. And, yeah. and, and, uh, but I have a feeling it's, it's tough, and I can see from the comp- competition that's, that's done it. In the past years, that could be could be within my reach uh, to go there, um, but you know we'll see. It really depends on the weather and, 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 and how things develop during the race. Um, but it should be should be possible. Well, I'd love it if you did. Yeah. yeah. And I saw I've now figured out your main sponsor. I always what's your main sponsor? Echo. Yeah. I, I, until I come to Europe this year, I did not know what it was. And no. It's shoes. Yeah, it's shoes. Yeah. Echo is uh, one of the biggest uh, yeah, brown shoe manufacturers yeah. in the world, yeah. but they have moved into running. Right. And um, basically, they, it's been pretty quiet for many years now. Yeah. They've had some running shoes out there, but it, they, they, you know, they do good shoes. Um, mm. But we're launching, I've been in the really core of a, of a development process of oh, really? doing the next generation's running shoe for them. Cool. Um, and that will launch uh, next spring. Have you so, enjoyed that process? You know, being an athlete, being able to have the Yeah, I think that's what I work a lot with my sponsors, um, both Echo and Argon and Kraft. Mm. We really uh, get into the to the core of the development process Great. and really yeah. develop the, the gear. Mm. Um, and I love that, enjoy that. It's a good benefit for me. I get, you know, I get to, to, to develop gear that I like and, and, and that are specified the way that I need to, it yeah. to be. And... and um, and also, it's a great way to work with sponsors and, yeah, and they, provide some value for them as well. Yeah, there's and, so many uh, athletes out there that just take, take, take. <laughs> yeah, but for me, it's, it's kind of natural. It's the way of thinking. And, you know, I constantly get ideas and thinking, hey, this one should be like this, not like this. And, and, and that's what they benefit from. So, so it's a good, oh. good teamwork in that way. So, so for, for you, you've obviously got work coming up this weekend. Um, do, are you going to race a lot more for, for Hawaii or are you just going to like, do the two-race season? or what, what do you think for the year? I, I think I will probably end up doing a two-race season oh, because good. really coming back from here, um, I don't race that much normally. Yeah. Uh, so what I would have liked to do this year was to do in some, some half Ironmans in the spring. Um, but due to my injury, that didn't happen. Um, and normally I wouldn't race that much before Hawaii. Uh, I'll do a long build-up for that one. And the same for this one. So I really like to, to, to get into the process of, of uh, uh, prepara- preparation for race and, and do the camps I need to do. And we have a big, like, we kicked it off now, but the altitude thing is also one of the things that I'm doing to, to kind of see if I can get those yeah. extra five minutes I need to, yeah. to, to be in the top in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So that will continue as well. And, and, and um, I really think my focus will be there uh, for, for, for after this race. How are you finding it as an athlete only competing twice a year? 
Um, you know, I'm fine with that. Okay. It's it's um I know that maybe from from Australian mentality, you know, that Australian athletes usually race a lot. Yeah. And, and uh but for me it's it's I'm a very I'm probably I don't know, I'm probably one of the most process oriented athletes out there. Uh and I enjoy like that like getting into the grind of things and really digging deep into the to the preparation and then having that big the big bang. Yeah. That's also mm-hmm. what you see come out at the finish line in Hawaii. That's all those emotions building yeah. up over months and I think that's a very useful energy for me to have in the race that uh, this is really the one bang i have or i have maybe two bangs a year yeah and that's it yeah um and then of course i have a family i do a lot of when you have to do altitude camps you have to stay away a lot yeah. from them so of course and then it's, it's if the race is fit i would love to do them but they rarely do unfortunately yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so that can be kind of hard uh to find and um so so it's it's um it's not you know i would I'd somehow like to race more, but it's just that normally my schedule gets worked yeah. around and, and, and that's the way it fits uh, yeah. the best. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Well, we look forward to hopefully you know, catching up with you after the race. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Good luck. We'll just, be waiting just... from behind. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if we don't, all the best for the rest of your season. Thanks very much for yeah, your time. Yeah, thanks for your time. Great. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you. Cool. Righto, next to me I have the man who's moved in with his missus, Lee <laughs> Jacobs. <laughs> from Australia last year we had him on the show when we were in Rote uh, mean swimmer pulled with third off last year in Rote how was that last year I didn't get to talk to you after the race how'd you find that um, I was very happy obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. it's my best result um, I've come second in Ironmans but coming third here was a better result yeah having a cracking run and gave me a lot of confidence nice so uh, you're in Rote again how are you feeling for the race this weekend um, pretty good I've had a long taper and you know the last couple of weeks I've been a bit tired and so I've kind of forgotten how good I was going about four weeks ago but if I think back I was going really well then so I think uh, I should brush up pretty well on Sunday yep John, John, John is here. Um, yeah, no, I was just thinking. You look deep in thought, then, too. This is off off the the topic of rope, but you know, for the listeners, going from you you were living at home before. Yep. Going from there to living with your girlfriend. Big move. Has um, that had much of an effect on your training? Um, yeah, I think it's been beneficial. She, she won't be listening. <laughs> um, I think I've said, I think I've written it before on my webpage that um, having to take on the responsibilities of cooking and, you know, cleaning and uh, looking after myself in those aspects also brought about a better responsibility and more um, sort of motivation to to train better. And so, so it's fascinating. So you're saying that by being more self-reliant as a person, you've found you've been more motivated than, than when you were dependent on other people. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what um, certainly my coach has always um, known about me, that I've lacked a few qualities, uh, you know, let a few things slide here and there and not taken full yeah. responsibility on everything and my organisation and um, things like that I've let slide. Yeah. So, yeah, having to take it all on, I've improved my training and things like that as well. Oh, that's pretty great. That's awesome. So when you're, you're one of the front runners because you're, you're a strong swimmer and you're generally out the front of the course, what's sort of going through your mind when you're, you're out there? Are you just thinking, I'm going to do my own race? Or are you going, God, they might not be that far behind me. If you've got people like Chawbourne and Macca behind you, you're going, they're going to be smacking the bike. Or are you just worrying about your own race? Um, look, I'm going to think about them when they do catch me on the bike and I try and you know go with them for a little bit. Obviously, I won't try and go with Chawbourne at all. <laughs> He's talking up the breaking the course record on yeah. the bike. Um, but, yeah, guys like Macca or, you know, possibly even Kieran Doe for a little bit, he'll be up there in a swim with me. Um, 
yeah, he beat he beat me out of the water in New Zealand, but I've improved since then. I was a bit crook before then. Mm. Um, yeah, I try and go with these guys for a little bit just to work off them for a while. Um, but then in the end of it, I want to save a bit for the run and get off with um, a little bit of freshness in my legs and have another great run. So when you're on the bike, you're on the bike, you're riding along, you know, obviously you're a pretty good swimmer, so you may be in front of them. They come past you, and they're obviously going at a pace quicker than what you're doing at that moment. You stay with them. At what point do you decide, you know what, this is too fast for me? Um, in the past, it's just been because I've just started hurting and just dropped off the back, even though I've tried to keep okay. up. Yep. Um, yeah, so I've usually tried pretty hard, but this year I won't let it get to that point. Um, yep. Hopefully, it's a li- little bit more comfortable to pick it up because I've done a lot of strength work on the bike. Yep. A um, little bit more comfortable to either pick it up and go with them or just stick at a reasonable pace and not lose them as quickly. Yep. Yep. John, you look more confused again. <laughs> yep. Uh, and and when, you, when you're on the run, how, how are you pacing yourself on the run? Are you taking K splits? Are you just going, this feels about right? Or are you t- looking at heart rate? Um, I've been out on the run course the last couple of days and uh, I'm just visualising how it's going to feel. I've had my GPS watch on, feeling the pace and... Yeah and working different pacings through different sections to get an idea of how it's going to feel yeah so i won't have kilometer splits or anything but um yeah i'd like to just get one maybe through the half marathon mark or something and just to get an idea of how i'm going but i'm gonna have to go out there and just run pretty hard from the start and what what do you run um there's been a question what do you hope to run (laughs) yeah well generally and what kind of range i last year ran 244 and I, and I blew up in the last few Ks and lost... Like, a Nico Lanus ran pretty much four-minute Ks every single kilometre. Yeah. And I lost three minutes to him with 4K to go. Oh, really? So I blew up. My quads just hurt. And, and it was uh, a 244. So, you know, I went back after that and started training. Instead of training for four-minute kilometre race pace, I started training at 345-kilometre race pace. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not saying I think I will run a 238. Yeah. But um, that's the pace I train at, and... You know, racing's always different, but... Um, Bring it on. Yeah, give my legs the chance to be able to run quick if they need to or feel like they can run that quick. Yeah. So I was talking to you before at breakfast and we were just talking about how, you know, you, you consider cycling your weaknesses and overall, you know, obviously strong swimmer and pretty amazing runner. Um, you've been doing a lot over the summer or coming and leading into this race. What have you done that's different that's made you stronger on the bike? Um, more frequent uh, hill sessions, like the long sort of 10-minute hill climbs. Yeah. Um, throughout a throughout long you know four or five hour bike rides do four or five of the those um the max short stuff like sort of 24 max efforts on big gear up a hill yep how long would um, that hill be roughly um the 10 minute hill no the, oh, you're doing the max oh, i just do 24 strokes 24 oh, okay. pedal strokes yep. oh, okay. so it's like a instead of sitting in the gym and doing 24 reps on a leg mm. press or something yep. make it mm. just bike specific, specific. yeah mm-hmm. and um yeah, and just a little bit of stuff in the in the gym, um, just a couple of things with weights, just to um, isolate my glutes and hammies. And you're also saying how you you did a bike, you changed your bike's uh, position, and you notice how your glutes weren't firing and stuff. Do you want to elaborate on that a bit? Um, well, I'd been training all, doing all that strength work while riding my road bike. Yeah. And then I jumped on my time trial bike um, for a race back in May, and found I had to lower my seat just to feel comfortable yeah because um, quite I, a bit too eh? it was quite i had to drop it quite a lot just to feel comfortable to that new style of you know pushing down through my heels a lot more um yeah i guess i read all that um through some core core performance books yeah and that gave me an idea of you know how to switch the muscles on and 
and different techniques that make them work harder. And and there's been a benefit. You feel stronger? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I had a great race back in May at the Half Ironman in Western Australia, and felt really good. And um, yeah, throughout my training, I've done some harder sessions on the wind trainer on my time trial bike, and also just on my road bike doing those hill reps. It's yeah. been a bit easier. Yeah. How do you feel yourself during the day on race day? Yeah. Um, gel man or a bar man or a um, a bit of um, mostly just liquid fuel. Mm. Yeah, just a carbohydrate and fructose mix yeah um i just add a bit more fructose to the high five um high carb five protein high five years oh, no, i love your work i like the high five <laughs> one two three four high five <laughs> um i just add a bit more fructose to it and then i'll use some gels um when i need to if in between special needs if i miss my bottles or something yeah. i'll use some gels and then just start on some gels with caffeine towards the end of the bike or when i yeah. start to need them um and then on the run mostly probably just coke yeah coke worked last year for me I you, got you were fired bike. up in that run i remember seeing it at the end last year and you were fired up in that run weren't yeah, you? yeah i got off shattered off the bike i could i was very wobbly could hardly stand or talk or anything yeah and i just walked out and started having some coke and came good really quickly and, yeah. and the coke got me through and then as you would have seen a few minutes after the race yeah. i was passed out i couldn't stand up <laughs> And then as soon as they got me to medical and um, started feeding me, they, they put a drip in. But what really brought me back around was just the, you know, chocolate milk and some cookies and yeah, fruit. Yeah, good old sugar. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was right as rain 10 minutes later. Yeah. Hey, so you're like, you're, you're 26. You're quite a young athlete in our sport. You know, you're obviously one of the up and coming kind of stars of the future. With, you know, you look at your career ahead of you right now, 26, you've had a few good races, you're doing pretty well. You know, you've probably got another 10 years, maybe even a little bit more at its high level. Where do you see your career going? What's the ultimate? Um, well, I'm, I'm sticking at it as a career, um, hoping that I can uh, win Hawaii. Yep. Um, I wouldn't be doing it otherwise because it's a pretty tough slog and, and financially it's, you know, not as rewarding as other yeah. sports to just kind of stick in there in the top 10. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I do want to really start... Um, having some better results i feel like you know i was having good results sort of three years ago and haven't done a heap since haven't put together that awesome race that i'm waiting for yeah so i guess once i put together that awesome race and um see how that sort of lands me in the field then yeah but um yeah i think i can keep going and uh go top 10 in hawaii you know this year yeah so, the goal, was it? yeah i think i can go top 10 hawaii this year and plan next year with uh, more frequent racing and training Okay. And not having to do as many Ironmans would lead a, leave a bit more time to um, train and build up a better base and race more often. So if you didn't do so many, what, you'd race halves or 70.3s more? Yeah, okay. yeah. And maybe a couple of Olympics like Alcatraz and a few of those infamous races yeah. that everybody wants to do. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to do that. Nice. We'll, we'll more than likely have a chat with you after the race. Hopefully. And, uh, Especially when you win it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd love just to break eight hours. So, really? You know. What did you do? What was the time last year? 8.09. 8.09. And I reckon I've got a couple more minutes in the swim and uh, hopefully several minutes on the bike. What'd you bike? Uh, 4.34. Yeah. But like I said, the second half of the bike went really, it went downhill. <laughs> I mean, I should say it went uphill. a pretty good marathon. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because I was fresh because I was so, I just I just bonked and so I couldn't work my, oh, my yeah. uh, energy systems or my legs and... I got off and That's a lesson we often tell people is, you know, you, n- you never give up. If you're having a crappy day and second half of the bike, like you said, you're just yeah. not burning yourself up. Yeah. And, and you, providing you can get yourself back on track, you probably run a good marathon. So, so during yeah. the race when you're feeling like shit on the bike, were you considering pulling out? 
No, just you just get a very sort of I don't know what the word is. You, you're sort of angry. It just is uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just not in your happy place. No, not in a happy place at all. <laughs> With this course, it, I've, I wrote it on Monday, and I get the feeling that if you're on fire, you just rip this course to shreds. But yeah. if you're feeling like crap, there's so many gentle ups and downs. Ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You just you just be constantly changing gears. It'd just be misery. It's not very yeah. flat at all, really, is it? No, no, it's a deceiving course, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yes, we'll okay. try to catch up with you after the race. And all the best, and <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get you when you're lying on the ground. Thank you. Yeah. How are you feeling? And you're, uh, give me chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Thank, Thank you. Thanks for time. Oh, one, one other thing. Uh, any sponsors you want to say oh, yeah. hello to? Um, <laughs> controversy. No, no, not that one. Yeah, of course, of course, I have to say hello to um, Paul Brandon. Uh, he was going to race here but couldn't make it. Uh, he's one of my major sponsors, Brandon Building. Okay, uh, and also Bruce Annabelle, another mate um, of JR Pharmacy. Okay, so where are they? So we can give them the love in the local areas. Where are they? Um, JR Pharmacy, their accountants uh, firm in Brisbane. So if you need some accounting, that's where you go, team. <laughs> Um, and uh, Paul's a builder in Sydney. So if you want to build Brand a house, building houses. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I need a house. You can yeah. build me a house in yeah. Sydney. <laughs> and um, and then I've got High Five, and um, we love High Five. Well, I'll be wearing a sailfish wetsuit Ooh, this weekend. Nice. Um, I'll be jumping in it tomorrow for the first time. Um, thanks to Jan Superson. And um, what's the swim record? Zentas, Zentas wheels and uh, bars. What's what's the swim course record? I don't Do you know? know. No, I don't know. What's your personal best in a swim? Um, I think it's 44 something. Nice. You just break my heart, eh? 44 minutes. It's just cheating. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> it's just wrong. Cool. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thank hey, you. Thanks, mate. Awesome. Okay, so this weekend's a huge weekend, mate, because it's, you know, it's probably the last race we've both going to do for a while. We hear a bit of background noise. Our supporters going crazy. Um, right. What are you thinking, mate? Uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure. I think I'm a bit like you. It's been a funny old build-up for me. It's gone... I've trained as I planned to train, yep. so I've done what I wanted to do, I planned to do. It's just whether that's going to be enough on the day, but I'm feeling pretty relaxed. I actually had a groin injury last week after the camp, which was oh, did you? getting a bit stressful. It seems to be coming right. Because you do have a bit of a history of that, don't you? Yeah, um, it was really sore for a couple of days. Oh, really? So, Why? Just have to um, run? Yeah, it was just after the camp, like the day after, and... Um, it wasn't, wasn't too good at all, so it seems to be coming right. Have you been I, running? Have you ran? Yeah, no, I, I've, I've trained. It's just uncomfortable. But okay. um, I wouldn't say, I had, I had last Saturday, I had an amazing session. I just thought, holy crap, this is awesome. So yeah. I think the signs are there that I'm as fit as I've been for any other Ironman, so I think if I can do the same performance that I've done in Wanaka and Taupo, I should go roughly the time that I would like to go and hopefully I can go a bit quicker than that as well mm. so we'll, we'll see it's funny you say that because I went for because I've been to Spain and stuff it's been a pretty busy time for me but I went for a run and swim the other day and yeah I felt sad I was like, like finally feeling rested mm. you know it made such a difference I went for a run and I felt like I was bouncing my shoe and so it's quite nice to be in that place really weird thing yesterday I went and had a, um, a massage with this, uh, with this guy and uh, he said to me oh, I'm, I'm going to put this on your legs first like, it was like a free it began with F and I just said oh yeah whatever go for it I, I thought maybe he was just going to put some contraction thing or heat yeah, or something so I wasn't quite sure what was coming up and uh, I'm just sort of lying there I sort of had my eyes half closed next thing I feel was wait a second what did he put on your legs yeah, I was burning on my legs and I looked up and what he'd done he'd put this um, basically like a a big thing of mud on my legs it had like some foil underneath it and it was like hot sort of rubbery mud and uh, it basically was just just covered the tops of my quads or covered all my quads 
and he left it there for like 15 minutes. It was really hot. And it was really? Just to, was it good or bad? It was, it was good in the end. Yeah. And it was just to really warm my muscles up before he gave the massage. And I was just pissing with sweat. Oh, really? But um, that was kind of cool. Really good massage, though. So good times. legs should feel good. But no, I'm looking forward. I'm really looking forward to the crowds and going up those climbs with the, the massive big crowds. Yeah, oh, you um, love it. And just going to, I'm just firmly focused on just doing my race and just doing my pace on the bike. And if I do that, I'm confident I'll run well. It's just how quick I manage to bike on the way. I've heard, I've heard, and I may do this if I'm allowed to. You can use iPods. Oh, really? Yeah. I hope yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, on the run, I would. If I'm allowed to, I will, because I run better when I got music, so why not? Yeah. Um, which will be controversial. I'm sure people are going, that's just wrong. You're the purist. You hate it, don't you? I hate it. Yeah. Um, okay, so just a little bit about the course for those who are doing the race. What are you thinking? I rode the bike, actually, the other day. I rode 85k of it, so just about all of it. It's good. Uh, it's actually not quite what I expected. Um, a lot of it was. I, I expected it to be bumpy and not yeah. flat. I was expecting a lot more f- straight line riding, so you get into, you know, just yeah, get down and there. you just stay there. But um, you can do that, but the road's always bending around yeah. here and there. So, uh, no, it's good. Um, most of the way for the guys that are racing, oh, there's only three climbs that I would come out of my big chain ring. The first climb you can see coming straight in front of you, it's a t- it says there's signs for 10%. Um, so you can see that one coming. The longest hill sort of at the far end of the course, yeah. you kind of turn straight into it and then you're on it. So you just need to be... be they have eight sessions going up there too, I think. Oh, do they? Yeah, it's yeah. cool, yeah. So that should be cool. Uh, and the, probably the big thing that I've, I found that um, I'm not going to do too much clock watching in the first half of the ride because the second half of each lap is, seems to be a lot faster. Yeah. It's a lot of downhill stuff. Yeah, because I remember last year in the second lap coming in, I think because I was having a pretty average ride, and I was thinking to myself, geez, I'm not even going to get sub five out. And I ended up yeah. doing like 4.55, and so you definitely feel that. Yep. Um, so that's things. Just be aware, again, for the guys racing, there are some pretty sharp corners. Um, yep. When you go up the big climb at the far end of the, the course, you're sort coming of plat- kind of plateaus at the top and you kind of false flats but when you are doing the descent of that there's several sharp corners that if you're going too fast will be ugly and they actually have um, like hair bounds and yeah. all that yeah because so, oh, no, yeah. there's obviously carnage yeah but it's fast um and if, if I was going to come again, I'd probably rethink my gearing a little bit. Um, I'll be riding with um, my small chain ring, 39.23. Um, I'd probably change that to 39.21 and have a smaller block on the back because I can kind of see that there's going to be quite a bit of gear changing just because there's so many slight changes in um, yeah. gradient. And the other big thing that I didn't realise until uh, the end of last week was special needs bags over here. Um, so pay special attention to your special needs because... Uh, self-sufficient you're self-sufficient yeah. so you can have special needs but you've got to have somebody at that spot handing you your special needs and um, they can only be at that spot mm, yeah and that's on the bike and the run so what that means to me I'm, I'm not going to rely on Belinda being there because you have Thomas all the day is, yeah. um, I'm going to wear a bike jersey and just carry all my nutrition with me mm, um, mm, great. and then just pick up drinks on the way the run's pretty flat it's a pretty fast run there's not much really to tell about it other than it's really exposed so to mm. be aware of that you know make sure you've got a hat and you know all that kind of stuff to protect yourself from the sun mm. but weather wise I think it's going to be overcast it's, cool. it's, yeah. uh, it's going it's to be 22 isn't it 22 was the last I've got it bookmarked he's got it bookmarked Looking at it every day. Thankfully, it is getting better. Sort of each day, it's sort of warmed up a little bit. Sunday, Sunday. Oh, it's changed. Oh, it's looking worse. <laughs> it's looking worse. A mix of thunder and oh yeah, that's looking interesting. Thunderstorm. Sunday four. morning, cloudy with periods of rain, eleven to nineteen millimeters. Sunday afternoon, a mix of cloud and sun with a few showers, chance of a thunderstorm. 
finish by three o'clock, I reckon we'll miss the thunderstorm. <laughs> Better finish by three then. We, we start at six twenty. Mm, well, Belinda's giving us a wrap up sign. We gotta, She's doing the dance. We gotta we gotta get out of here. Okay, well let's do the sponsors. So first of all, we've got coffees of Hawaii. Uh, coffees of Hawaii for all your coffee needs. What are you going to talk about, Jumbo? Coffees of Hawaii for all your coffee needs. Just get on there. <laughs> we've got the, we've got the, we've got you haven't peed this, have you? We've got the discount code. Oh if we yeah, go definitely. On to coffees of Hawaii. Do use the code IMTalk. And you'll get a lovely discount on there. And the boys were enjoying the coffee at the camp, so it's they all were. good. It's yeah, been so an epic camp. It's been on Camp Kia cards. Just it's taken over the world. Tommy's taken over the world. Yeah, Tommy. He wants to don't give him coffees of why. Trybys.com. Okay, again. so yeah, talked about that. Fifteen percent off. Fifty percent off. John Bev and now really John make the most. John Bev. Oh, sorry. John Bev. John Bev. Yeah. That's what you should name Thomas. Coat. John Bev. You could have done. <laughs> um, and the 15% off until the end of July. So, again, this, and with this, they're still keeping the $200 free shipping deal. So, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be, what is it, John? It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. And they've also got a bit of a plug on their website about how they're in triathlete mags. So, obviously, doing big things at Tribys. Check out their sales as well. So, yeah, it's all good. And athlinks.com. And lastly, we have uh, athlinks.com. So, we, we talked briefly about um, the posts this week. Um, if you want to go on there, there are some good posts, a few good comments Go on to athlinks.com. If you go onto the Ironman talk page, you go, through, right there, go through the group the group directory. We're not keeping you up, are we? Well, it's, yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> go through the group directory, you can go to Ironman talk, and then you can find our blog of the week. Funny, Rob Barker. Oh, what's Rob Barker in there? Active, he's an active member. He's on the front page. He is on the front page. It's because he's an active member. You've got to be active to be on there. Yeah, but it's kind of random that he came up, eh? He was. He's from Maidenhead. Yeah. Uh, racing Road this weekend. Athlinks store all your results on there. You guys that have gone off and done Frankfurt last weekend, any other races, you go on there. slightly concerned with his photo, but it's not going yeah. Are you a friend of his or not? No, no you are. Right? Not. We still love Rosses. He was on. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, go on to Athlinks, sign up all your races, get them on there, get some rivals going. It's all good fun. Okay, good times. And I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll be putting race reports up there from uh, our race. Yeah, totally, yeah. Um, if you want to check out WWW Ironman Talk this week, I'm going to try to put a YouTube clip up of Glenn and I doing uh, Running of the Bulls. It's all good, was it? Oh, it was sensational. We'll talk about that later because we, we haven't really got much time now, but because Glenn's doing the dance. And, <laughs> rap, rap. and then uh, and then go to the show notes, WWW Ironman Talk. Email questions, Talk at gmail.com. Anything else, Jumbo? No. Uh, what we're going to try to do on Sunday, see if we can get some interviews straight after the race, yeah. Um, yeah. but that will be depending on our state. Which Hopefully, people are hoping that we get an interview with Mecca this week. We'll try our best. Um, we'll try to get as many interviews as we can. It's harder this year because I'm not in rote, and so to get interviews is a little bit trickier, but we've got the media conference tomorrow morning, so we'll try to get some of them. Are you going to meet up with listeners? Oh, meet up with listeners? Linda just said that. Are we going to meet up with listeners, John? We'll be where and when. You gonna go to pasta party or? Yeah, pasta party. Yeah. Yeah, you? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll take a hit for a second. Did you just lie to me? <laughs> Nothing we'll, we'll go to the pasta party and, and you can wear your Iron Man talk jersey. Okay, I'll do that with my speedos where I've shaved. <laughs> you want to wear it. So we, we, we won't do a catch up because we we're kind of going late. Yeah. Belinda's giving us the, she's doing the, the wrap up dance. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's finish it. Iron Rust. I mean, don't train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. Kia kaha, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're good.